Hey folks, it's still the Lisa Curry Marathon and you're doing great. Congratulations for continuing to listen. So if you haven't listened to parts one or parts two yet, please go back and listen to those because this episode will make more sense if you do that. And if you choose to just start here, well, that's cool. She's crazy and loud and it wouldn't make sense anyway. You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all the good, bad and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney and am uniquely qualified to discuss this as I currently work or I used to work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat. Well, isn't it? Int- I mean, I think I think the thing that astounds some guests when I, or- I interviewed Dwayne, he was like, yeah, I had four or five customer service jobs. Like he just tossed out a number. And then as I was asking further questions, we got up to like 15 or 16. And he was like, well, I don't know. Does working for FedEx count? And I was like, absolutely. He's like, well, does working at a call center count? And I was like, absolutely. He goes, well, I worked at McDonald's for a day. I was like, that counts too. You know, it's just, I think we, especially because customer service can be so hard that mm-hmm. I think it's very normal for us to just be like, yeah, no, uh, six jobs. But anyway, so, okay. So the last job you told us Morton's and then you went, oh, oh, oh wait, there was one oh, more. Cause you were so about to tell Morton's, us about the Beverly Hills job. At this point I'm, I'm miserable because I'm like, wait, but I, you had forgotten I, a job during Morton's. What was the job you were going to tell us about? Cause I wrote down 21 and you go, oh, yeah. so at this, at this point I'm, I'm like miserable because I'm not doing really any acting or anything. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to break up with my boyfriend, but I haven't yet. Um, I feel stuck. I That's don't, I feel like I don't know how to get myself out of it. And I'm living in Burbank and my, my friend Chuck is managing a restaurant in Malibu. Okay. And he's oh, like, oh my God, Lisa, I forgot about this. Mm-hmm. Malibu, just so I want under, people not LA to understand the geography. Lisa is putting thousands of miles on her car just to get to these fucking jobs because mm-hmm. Malibu's beautiful and it's technically LA, I guess, but it's to get to it's you're driving past the ocean, you're dealing with ocean traffic and to get from Malibu to Studio City if you are lucky that's an hour without traffic. If mm-hmm. you are lucky, but mm-hmm. realistically, realistically it's an hour and a half without traffic, with traffic that has that drive has taken me 3 hours before. So you're trying to get to your job. Oh, girl. I'm sorry. So go ahead. Tell the story. I was mostly going against traffic with the the shifts that I had, but, but Chuck said to me, he's like, yeah, we just, we're in like a weird spot with the restaurant because like we need somebody for Sundays only, but I can't hire somebody for just Sundays. And I was like, I'll do just Sundays. I also have, and I still have a tiny bit of this less so now, but where like, if somebody has problem or an issue, I'm like, I want to be the one to solve that for you. So I become valuable to you. Yeah. So then you can't Um, leave me. That's you didn't say it. I said it. (laughs) I said it. Yeah, you can. Turns out. uh, (laughs) I love garbage men. You're free to go in anytime. (laughs) So I, um, okay, wait, wait, did I write I, that job down? Did I say 21? Are we at 21 with the Malibu job or are we I'm at 22? Sure. Fuck. All right. I'm saying listeners, forgive me. I were, I'm saying 22 because Lisa's also had 57 other jobs. She's not talking about that. We can't remember. So we're at 22. Go ahead. So yeah. you say yes to so, Sundays so only. I say yes to this. And then I start picking up shifts from other people. So just now wait real quick. I what, wanna, uh, what job did you have at the time that you said yes to Malibu? Are you still, so you're still at Morton's at that time? I'm still at Hard Rock. You're still I'm at Hard at Rock. So Morton's you would quit. I'm still 
and rock. and the Beverly Hills job that you mentioned earlier, we're not at yet, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet. Okay, we're okay. Not at Beverly Hills. Yet. So now you're picking up so shifts at the I'm Malibu job. I'm just like a few days a week. I'm in Malibu mostly because I want to get the fuck out of Burbank. Right. But Burbank, for anybody that doesn't know, <laughs> is so boring. It's like rice crackers. It's it's a town <laughs> like rice crackers. Ah! It's, it's the only place where I've ever had all my shit stolen though was in Burbank, but go ahead. It is. I promise you hand to God, but it was rice crackers. Keep going. That's crazy. Mm. So yeah. So I'm like, I just have to get out of Burbank. So rice crackers. You're like, I'm going going to Malibu. I'm going to Malibu a few days a week. Okay. Then I quit like maybe eight months later because I'm going to Spain to run with the bulls. And I tell my manager, I'm like, I need a couple of weeks off in uh, June. I'm going to Spain. And my manager says to me, well, you have to wait till the schedule for that week comes out to make sure your shifts are covered. Fuck and I was off. Like, That's not how Spain works. That's you also not how vacation works. Fun. No. And she's like, well, you have to make sure. And I was like, okay, then I quit. Then bye. It's that easy. I was like, no problem. Here's my two weeks. And she's like, oh, you're quitting because of the drive, right? And I'm like, no, I'm quitting because I didn't get that time off. And she's like, right, but the drive was really killing you. And I'm like, no, I, I literally am literally, only quitting because of that. I yeah. literally <laughs> just told you why I'm quitting. Also, the thing, okay, so real quick. So mm-hmm. I think this is the part because you, you were getting into like, you weren't even, you weren't pursuing any of the artistic things you wanted to do. There was oh. no, so, so I think what people don't understand about customer service specifically in LA is, it becomes infinitely more torturous because celebrities are part of the rotation of people you'll wait on or people that you want to make your peers. And particularly in Malibu, you're going to run into more of them. So when you're not pursuing anything more horrifically, people who are your peers and if found success quit, and then they're like, Oh, I'll take an iced tea, please. And you're like, "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." you're like, we used to work together. Cool. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to like, like, yeah, I, I just fucked your ex and I would like a nice tea. That's a real, I mean, well, that person didn't say that, but they had, but that also was real. Uh huh. Um, Okay. So, okay. So we're at, so we're at 22, but your shit. So she accuses you of, you know, you're quitting because of the drive. mm -hmm. Uh, so you quit the Malibu job, but you, were you able to, so you still have the hard rock connection. You're still working there. Now I'm just hard rock. Okay. I, uh, you go go to Spain. Spain. I come back. I'm like, I also can't. Oh, 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 Oh. So then I start second city, which I can't pay for. So I'm paying for by interning there. So that's another. Oh my God. And I had to do that too. And interning there, I don't want to talk shit about a place that taught me improv and that I've, some of my most formidable relationships came out of interning. There was an actual goddamn nightmare. And I, I will say unorganized unorganized wasn't the issue it was the fucking personalities bro like you'd be lucky if you got you had to work enough intern hours to be able to earn credit for class but if they didn't like you they wouldn't schedule you enough intern hours to be able to afford a class oh to be fair you were a raging bitch i hate you 23 (laughs) 23 okay so you're interning in second city interning in second city oh god uh i go through the program I'm now like flat broke again because I have two jobs, one of which only pays for classes. Now, how were you able to afford to go to Spain? I think you're leaving out a detail. You were still. Oh, because at the time that was when I was working at Morton's and uh, Hard Rock. And you saved for. Oh, wait, I saved for it with like Morton's Hard Rock. And then and then it became Hard Rock Marmalade Cafe. Almost it was like there was almost no break of having two jobs. And so it was just like working seven days a week. And you also didn't stay at luxury spa, all inclusive places in Spain. No, we stayed at like hostels and stuff. Right. So those can yeah. be 20 euro a night or whatever. Okay. And this is also my first vacation 
that in I've ever years. paid for. So it's and like also ev- everything's going into it. Right. Um, okay. So you're at, so you, co- uh, come back, you're still, your second city interning. We're at 23. Get, hit me. What else we got? When does, so, when does the cafe in Beverly Hills happen after Spain or before? R- right. When I moved to studio city, I start working at the cafe in Beverly Hills. Okay. So I haven't so put I've that worked- on the list yet. So that's when well, now oh, we're at okay. 24. Okay. So I'm in Beverly Hills and at hard rock. Okay. They have two jobs. Then the, the first pl- people I started house sitting for the woman was a hairdresser. And she's like, one of my clients is looking for a babysitter. Do you want to babysit? I forgot so that I was get, how you got the connection to the, what's her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't say her name. 25. And so I start working for this woman. Multimillionaire. Very quickly becomes personal assistant, becomes house, house manager. But still only uh, paid for one job underpaid for babysitting. So you were I didn't offered- know house manager was a thing until yep. after we didn't work there anymore. And then I was like, oh, yeah, when your contractor is calling me at six yep. in the morning to ask for approval on things, that's a house manager. And house and managers that's, make that's a, a grip s- of money. They make, they make six salary. figures. Yes. And they make six figures. If they, they are, don't make yes. $20 an hour. No, they sure don't. No, they sure don't. And they also often, if your property's big enough, because I have rich friends, God love them, they, the house managers often live on site because it's so taxing to run a house like that. Mm-hmm. And it's constant chaos. Oh, girl. The number of times I crashed on their couch because I had to be there so late one night. And, and then come the next, the next morning. morning. This is often why they... Did I count this already? Did I say 26 or 25? Did I say 25 when you mentioned her? 25. I think I wrote it down. We're at 25. Keep going. Okay. So you're, so, so now you're at I worked Hard Rock. There for a while. I, I eventually quit Hard Rock and then much, oh, oh, I quit Hard Rock. Okay. I'm done with Mar- Marmalade Cafe for years at this point. Right. I'm still working in Beverly Hills. I'm, I'm working in Beverly Hills like four days a week and then five days a week I'm babysitting. Jesus fuck. Um, it's too much, bro. It's too much. And then I'm like picking up extra shifts here. And but you're there also and taking classes at City. Second City during this time. Also taking classes. Uh, By now, I've started stand up. Um, it, it's a it's a shit show. So it's insane to me that you don't do cocaine. I mean, I think it's such a gift that neither you nor I do that because I know I'd be so much further along if I did. Because God, God bless, sleep gets in the way of all of this yeah, chaos. Can you imagine? Um, oh, we'd be famous by now. Uh, Twenty six. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, I do have all of my teeth though, so that's Same. nice. <laughs> and my nose isn't dissolved, so um, it's great. So you, so you're babysitting this so whole time. I eventually qu- I quit Hard Rock, and then later I oh. I quit Hard Rock. I'm still working in Beverly Hills. I'm still a babe, the house manager. Right. Got it. House manager. And then a friend of mine who I had worked at Marmalade Cafe with in Malibu is now a supervisor at Marmalade Cafe in El Segundo. Also very far from me in the other direction. That's like by the airport for anyone that gives a shit. That's like, it's mm -hmm. so far. It's so far. At this point, I'm living in Culver City. Um, Oh, Culver City to El Segundo is not crazy, but Culver City to Studio City for work Mm -hmm. or Universal Mm -hmm. City is fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. So you just don't like living near a single job. Got it. Okay. So we're at 27. I just want to inconvenience myself as much as possible. Right. So that manager Um, calls you and says, yo, this Marmalade Cafe needs people. And you're like, I'm on it. She says, same thing my other friend had. She's like, we need people. We're so busy on Sundays. We just need one just more person Sundays. for Sundays. I wish I could hire somebody for just Sundays. To which I say, I you can you. hire me for just Sundays. Yeah. Because Sunday right now is my only day off. And so look at that space I have in my life. <sighs> look at that job. available time. Oh, look God bless. All right. So look we're- at that and let me go get another fucking uniform that's different than my other uniform. That you perfect. have to pay for. Right. Great. No problem. 
So we're at 27. How long do you do that? I do that for like a year. And then my manager, there was like a big dust up because they changed the uniform and I'm only working there one day a week. So I'm like, I'm not going to buy a fucking button down shirt. Thank you so much. I'm going to keep wearing a t-shirt. And they're like, so the manager pulls me in the office. He's like, Hey, you, you, I'm like four weeks past the deadline to get the new shirt. And, um, (laughs) Oh, and my hair was curly this day too. So I had like left it curly and it's like in a bun. Wait, is I, curly bad hair for the for the marmalade? You can't have curly hair? What a great way to low-key be so, racist because you know who has curly hair? Naturally? Cool. Let's keep going. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, and I'm like, uh, I, I'm not claiming to have experienced a fraction of what... No, I know. And I'm not making... Color, I know. But... I'm, but right, right, right. But like that manager is definitely a fucking moron because he's two things he said to me. One, he pulls me in the office and he's like, hey, you're supposed to have a new shirt. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get it next week. Lie. I'm not. I had no intention of getting it. Well, um, spend more money to not gonna, make any money. Well, and I was just going to show up every week indefinitely with without a new shirt <laughs> because I'm like, I don't care. I don't um, care. <laughs> also, at this point in my life, I'm so over restaurant jobs. Uh. The pants I wore for that job had like, you know, those fake pockets on the back of dress pants that are just like sewn shut. Yeah. So that string had come out. So there was just two slits on my butt cheeks. And I wear thong underwear every day. Oh my God. I forgot. So it was just two slits exposing my ass. Whole ass. Your whole ass. My full ass. And customers would stop me and they'd be like, oh my God, this is so awkward. I'm like, yeah, my butt's out. I don't care. Like, I just did not give a single Single fuck. fuck. Not exposed. <laughs> whole ass, <laughs> folks. Tables. Whole ass. I'm also like, I'm so poor. I'm like, if oh, you painful. think these pants are my priority right now, you are fucking high. I can't. Like, I don't have the money to care. No. Not okay. remotely. Okay. Does that manager fire you eventually for having curly hair and no button up shirt? So he brings he brings me to the office and he's like, hey, you're supposed to have a new shirt by this week. And I was like, I know. I'll get it next week. And he goes, well, the reason why we changed the dress code is so because we've had a lot of issues with oh. sexual harassment with our kitchen staff. And he's like, and so we need the women to not tempt the men. And I, uh, I would have lost snapped. my goddamn mind. Snapped. Oh, I would have. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind saying that to me? Totally lost it. And I'm like, fine, I'll have a new shirt next week. Fine. I go to leave the office and he goes, oh, one more thing. And I was like, what? And he goes, bald guy in his sixties. Lisa just put a, the, the rapper <laughs> you heard earlier was a cough drop. Because I'm poor and I'm dying. <laughs> so he's like, oh, one more thing. And I'm like, what's that? And he goes, what's up with your hair today? And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, lost my oh, I just... mind. I went out to, I had two tables left and I walked up to them with the bill. And I was like, I need you to pay this right now because I'm quitting my job. Did you really <laughs> say that? Yeah. Oh, it's the best leaving story <laughs> ever. <laughs> and they were like, Okay. I would have tipped you a hundred percent. If a server came up to me and said that, I'd be like, girl, I get it. (laughs) Here's all my money. (laughs) So I go, I do my checkout and I just take it in the office. I was like, here's my checkout. Go fuck yourself. And I just walked out. It was the best day ever. Here's the problem. And I'm just going to interject while you choke. The issue is, in my opinion, when you have such a tenuous grasp on your mental health because you're poor constantly and you're working through all of these jobs that are horrifying, the issue is you have to continually, continually, continually find the energy within you to tolerate a customer saying yet another shitty thing to you or a manager doing yet another shitty thing to you or getting the schedule that you didn't ask for. So now you can't do the show that you're doing. You can't do the show that you wanted to do. You have a comedy thing scheduled 
scheduled or you have an improv show or heaven for fucking bid, you want to go to somebody's birthday dinner and you ask off two weeks in advance and you keep getting told, no, the schedule's the schedule, the schedule's the schedule, the schedule's the schedule, and this is just how it's going to be. That when it, it doesn't, and now granted, what you experienced in that office was not small because the undertones there are so, it's what women deal with constantly and it's exhausting. So it wouldn't have taken much to get me to the place of I quit. But in the in the chaos of all of these jobs which we are now up to 27 there isn't any bandwidth for any nonsense because Mm-mm. even if you had the time for nonsense you don't have the money to be able to spend time talking about the nonsense. Whereas for other people who are not in the same grind, this is their only hustle. This is their only job. And they're going to go home and they're going to have six Coors Lights and they're going to go to sleep and it's going to be fine. And I think that that's the, it's funny. And we're talking, we're like joking about it. And haha. I, I think when you're in that hustle and that grind, you, you just like, it, it, it is so, it, I don't know how to say it differently. There's no way to find, to to get out of the depression that that creates. And it's such a slippery slope into depression. And it's so rapid because, and I know this is a comedy podcast and this isn't funny, but this is a reality. This is part of why having you as a guest is so helpful because you and I have done very, I I don't know that I've had 27. I should sit down and count them all. But I, I just, it's so hard to explain to people not in the grind. And yes, we choose to be creatives. We choose to pursue art. Absolutely. But if you don't think it's fucked that to be able to pursue the things that you watch when you are, you know, sitting on your couch after your job, if you don't think it's fucked that we have to have work seven days a week, more than 12 hours a day. And I know a lot of people work hard. Doctors work hard. Teachers work hard. I'm not at all saying that there aren't highs and lows of every job, but just because most of my professional life has been spent in customer service, it's, it's what is so it's, it's why by the time we get to a TV writing job, like Lisa was talking about earlier, it's like, Oh hell fucking. Yeah. I, earned this i am owed this because of these absolutely and especially i think with stand-up where it's like when you get paid for stand-up you're not getting paid for that the the payment for stand-up is not for that gig that one special that one amortized i'm probably using the name wrong but it's like you've you've put in hundreds and hundreds of hours hundreds the time you get paid the first time for stand-up thousands we're breaking it down hourly you're making a penny an hour it's not it's not until you break past that threshold that and or like you're consistently making money that you're actually making a normal rate if you were to spread it out uh, across time, put in. time put in. And yes, everybody's got to pay their dues. It's like saying, you know, the ballerina that's uh, it for dancing for the New York Ballet. Well, she, you know, paid for lessons or he paid for lessons for years and years and years. Sure. Whilst living under mommy and daddy's roof, though, whilst having that funded by potentially rich parents, it's it's a disparity of wealth issue. It's like it's why they say that, oh, nepotism in Hollywood. And it's like, yeah, but even if they you know, even if their parents weren't entertainers there, if you have rich parents, the doors that that can open for you and the amount of the thousands of hours it cuts down. It's like even even if so, like if I still had to work that amount, but you would you could remove magically the stress of it. I, I, if I was working that much, but like lived with my parents. So I, it wasn't like I need this to survive. Like that alone would have felt yeah. like heroin. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. 
Because the pressure's removed. Mm -hmm. You're not like, oh, am I going to have a roof over my head? Your basic needs, your fundamental need of a roof over your head is met and food on the table. Just too. It's like, especially when you come from a family that's poor and you're, and then your family's hitting you up and they're like, can I borrow money? And you're like, I can't even survive. So it's like knowing you have no safety net. No option. No option. And all your friends are broke. And it's like, it's really hard and it takes a lot of work for me to not resent people that came up in money and I still have a resentment and it still, I try so hard not to, but it's like when you see somebody getting celebrated and they're like, look at, you know, so-and-so is such a comedic genius that they got their first uh, TV writing job a year in and you're like, motherfucker, I could have done that too. But for the first Mm -hmm. year, I could barely live. Are you joking? It's not, it doesn't have, I Mm -hmm. didn't have the time to put into the thing. It's not that I was lazy or I'm not smarter or or I'm not smart enough or like gifted enough or whatever. It's that I, you, you cannot, you cannot. Yeah. Especially in a city as expensive as LA, which is where they tell you we got to be to Mm -hmm. pursue what we want. Okay, so twenty-seven. So we're at twenty-seven jobs. What else? Where, mm-hmm. where else are we at? I've I've counted the the club in Beverly Hills and the Sorry, back to Marmalade. Okay, so, Beverly so, Hills. So then for years. Oh, so after so before I quit Marmalade, mm-hmm. I text my personal assistant job and mm-hmm. I said, okay, because by now I'm working every Saturday and Sunday at Marmalade. So I'm personal assistant Monday through Friday, Marmalade Saturday Sunday. Mm-hmm. Also, also still working in Beverly Hills a couple of days a week during the week, like Tuesday, Thursday, whatever it is. So I'm working seven days a week, three different jobs. And that's when I'm not also house sitting on top of it. So I text her and I'm like, Hey, if I quit my job right now, can you use me on the weekends? Because the thought of not working, because, because I had been barely surviving working Mm -hmm. seven days a week. So I hadn't thought to myself, like make her pay you more quality over quantity Mm -hmm. or yeah, I like, I didn't think like, oh, if I just work one job, but work eight hours there Monday through Friday, like to me at the time, I thought seven days a week is the only way to survive. So I texted her, I'm like, would you use me on the weekends? And she said, yes, absolutely. So that's also why I quit. Uh, So I start working for her seven days a week, personal assistant, too much, someone else's home seven days a week, too much. I eventually quit the rest, the second restaurant job, just because I'm not making that much money there. They had changed the way the layout of the restaurant was or something, or they added a third person. I think it was like, initially it was like 30 tables for two people. And then they added a third person. And I'm like, now I'm making $40. Now it's not worth me coming in. Yeah. Like, the paying for as parking much as I and love the drive an extra and $80 a week. It's yeah. like, it's just too stressful for $80. So you're it. So, so that's, uh, that's the Beverly Hills job you're talking about, right? That was, it became too stressful. That's the, not the, mm-hmm. not the house manager, but yeah. the, okay. So we're, we're still at 27. Okay. Yeah. So for a couple of years, I'm just working as the house manager, for, personal assistant. as the house manager. Got it. Okay. At the same time, I start to get paid a little bit for stand up here and there barely, but a tiny bit. And I start to sum- submit writing packets. How many years into stand up are you at that point? Um, when that job and I parted ways, <laughs> I was wink. heavy wink s- six years into stand up. Okay, cool. So six. All right. Yeah. So go ahead. So you start getting paid here and there. You're still house managing. Mm-hmm. What shifts? Uh, I'm pretty much house done house managing. Okay. I, um, I needed one day off in my seven day week. I want people to uh, know that this is why I'm forcing you to tell these stories. I want people to understand like mm-hmm. that you want a day for yourself, a day, mm-hmm. a day. Not even for myself. I would never have, I would never, never at that point in my life, it, it was inconceivable taking a day off to recharge felt irresponsible. Jeez. I was like, there's no way I don't need a whole day. 
as a matter of fact, I, I remember talking to a friend about the, running around to various jobs and she's like, yeah, I could never do that. I need at least an hour a day. That's just mine. And I thought, God, how lazy are you? Like literally that's what I thought, which is an insane. That's a crazy thought. Thing. That's a crazy person thinking. Yeah. Or a wounded so, person. I, um, do you go to the man, you go to the house manager boss. Oh Yes. I, I, uh, send her my availability for the upcoming week as I did. And I'd be like, because, because I was doing shows regularly at this point, I would say like, Hey, I'm available every day. Uh, but Thursday I'm only available till six o'clock. Save a show. So you still know? a so full that was day. Like what my availability was still, still a full every- day available <laughs> though. Okay. Got it. Still a full day. So it's Sunday. I send in my availability Over the weekend, I had gotten asked to write on spec, which means for free at the chance of getting paid, an ad campaign for a Comedy Central show. And they're like, if if you win the lottery, essentially, and we pick your campaign, it's a gigantic meal ticket. I mean, you worked in advertising, Kate. Yeah. I still don't know what exactly what that would have paid, but I know it's a big payday. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. To write the ad campaign for something. So I'm like, I have to take this chance. So mm-hmm. Sunday I uh, email her and I'm like, I can work every day this week, but tomorrow because this ad campaign is due tomorrow and I have to work on that. And she's like, just come to my house for an hour. And I, I said, no, I was firm. And I said, I can't. So the very first so boundary half hour drive from me. Yeah. So that's two hours. Mm-hmm. I was like, also, it's not just going to be an up. hour. It's not going to be just an hour. Cause I know you, cause I've worked for you for five years at this point. Also, I, I said, and I mean this, I was like, it messes up my flow of yes. writing. Yes. If I'm like writing yes. and the whole day I have to watch the clock. Yes. And be like, okay, now I have to head to work and then come back, whatever. Thousand percent. So she waits until, so I tell her this is due tomorrow at three o'clock. So I have to work on, or this is due Tuesday at three o'clock. So I have to work on this all day, uh, Monday or whatever. Let's it, just three for our, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So at like two 30 on Tuesday, she emails me to fire me. Isn't that insane? Knowing I mean, that that was my deadline, mm-hmm. and knowing that you would have you would have mm-hmm. seen the email and had to process it whilst you're trying to had pursue to deal your dream. with it, which had I to deal didn't. with it. And she <sighs> said in the email, she said, "You know, this job is your bread and butter, and if you care about pursuing other little projects more outside of this, then she's like, I'm sorry, but that's just not right." Is what she said to me. She's like, "You should be." your bread and butter should be your first concern. And like, what a nasty thing to say. I mean, it's just so nasty to use the word little projects. It's so it's passive aggressive, borderline mm-hmm. aggressive, but also it's just dripping with, uh, I'm letting you know that everything you're doing doesn't matter because it's small. It's just the nastiest fucking thing to say. It's so awful. And also her husband works in entertainment in a very, very substantial way uh she used to work in entertainment but they both come from a lot of, of money. money like i mm-hmm. you, you know mm-hmm. it's like you would never understand never you'll never you have know? a clue you'll never have a clue i don't need you to have gone through the shit i need you to give a shit enough about to, me as a human to care yeah, because I know, yeah. listen, I have rich friends that mm-hmm. have been absolutely fantastic to me, especially in my time in LA. But I just, I mean, I've had rich friends who understand the hustle and the struggle, even though they didn't have to walk it. It's kind of like, it's like being an ally since we've been talking about some race stuff. It's like, uh, to your point that you said earlier, literally will never have one iota, one conceivable second of an understanding of what it's like to be a female person of color in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. 
doesn't yeah. mean I, I I get to be a shit bag just because I walked through privilege. It actually means I should be even well, more it's understanding. Like, it's also like admit taking a second to say that wasn't my experience. Also, I believe you that that was Hello. your experience. Hello. Which I think that that is, I, I believe you and I have uh, compassion for you because of it. Yes. Uh, and so many wealthy people think they they equate poverty with laziness. A hundred percent. Which is bullshit. Maybe it is. Eh, but we just but talked about you, the hustle. If, but it, yeah, it, yeah, maybe in some cases, maybe. somebody is poor because they're lazy. Maybe in some cases. But who the fuck do you think works harder? Jeff Bezos or somebody building a goddamn bridge right now? Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Don't talk to me about the struggle. Yeah. hundred percent. It's Yeah. It's, and it's also like when you factor in the fact that many people that are struggling, uh, most people that are struggling, they don't have access to healthcare. Mm, come um, on. And that hustle takes up so much. Oh, you want to go to the free clinic? You want to go to urgent care? There went your whole fucking day. You're going to take a day off to be able to do that. Well, if you take a day off one day out of the 30 means you can't pay rent. Don't talk to me. Oh, yeah. it makes me fucking homicidal. Oh, it makes me um, totally insane. And it, it, it's there's also there's there's the the lack of access to resources Come and on. Uh, mental health things. Come on. There's there's also like I'm sorry. I grew up in a family that doesn't have a lot of money, so they I just don't have an understanding of money yeah. like other people have. Yeah, I don't. Because you didn't take the master class of being raised in it. When you're raised in it, there is a master class of ha- and money begets money. Mm-hmm. If you if you start college with mm-hmm. a, even a thousand fucking dollars in the bank, you are ahead of so many of the other underclassmen that you are befriended mm-hmm. with. And that means like you knew that every time you went to the cafeteria, the bill was paid. So you got to eat like even that is a categorical advantage. Not having to have what do they call it? Um, not food fear. Uh, there's something with school. They there's a terminology this is how COVID is affecting kids in school with lunches. Uh, it's like food. There's some actual psychological condition that it's essentially mm-hmm. food fear. I forget the official terminology, but the fact that you, oh, the, you don't have that, that means you have the bandwidth to now do math. The math. Anyway. You know what I noticed I do. And this is just something I realized the other day. And I was like, Oh God, I'm still in the habit of doing that. This is so fucked up. It's not, it's totally a financial thing is years and years ago, I started the habit of like waiting as long as I possibly could in the morning to have breakfast. <laughs> so that breakfast was almost at lunchtime uh-huh. so that so I could, could skip have a, meal. a banana for quote lunch yep. and then have dinner early and then ha- just go to sleep before I would get hungry again. Did you? And so I only have two meals a day. So yeah. I only have to pay for, for two, two meals, meals a day. day. And I noticed that I'm still in the habit of like, I'll get up and I'll do my morning pages and I walk my dog and like, I make my bed and I answer some emails and then I'll Mm -hmm. get up at seven and have lunch or have breakfast. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry at noon Mm -hmm. because I'm just so used Used to to it. And it's like, yep. I used to date in San Diego so I could get dinner. (laughs) So ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Cause you're like, where can I cut corners on myself? Always. You always. can always sacrifice yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're at 20. So, so, so she, so she we lets you go. That, we, we lose that job. We, we lose it. <laughs> we lose the job <laughs> because we are unavailable for one goddamn day. Okay, great. Um, fine. So now I'm like, by the way, that was six years ago. Yeah. I just opened my first savings account earlier this year. Okay. That's real. That's like, that's, that's real. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm like coming at, I can't believe I have money in a savings account. Mm-hmm. It is, it astounds me. I'm like, 
wow, this is crazy. You know, like mm-hmm. that's insane. So, so I lose that job. I have, I'm like, I can't do anything. Oh, at the time, two friends of mine and I were, were starting to talk about going on the road to do stand up, And I was like, well, I don't know. I have to check my schedule. I still have to come back and work five days a week. So maybe I can just meet you guys on the weekends, whatever. I lose my job and I'm like, fuck, fuck it. it. I'm going on the road and we're going on the road for a month. And what a gift. And we put together this huge tour. Oh, no shit. We put together this huge tour, go on the road for a month. Uh, I come back desperately poor, place a sublet it out. I can't be back in my apartment. I'm sleeping on a dog bed at my cousin's house. Facts. Um, actually slept on a dog bed. Real story. Saw it. Actually did. Slept on a real dog bed. Uh, Different cousin though. Clothes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or no, with aunt, my clothes uh, on a pot in a pile on the mm-hmm. floor so mm-hmm. that my head could be supported because the dog bed was only big enough for my body crunched up. Um, but God love Lisa. We still found ways to be social during that time. We were both desperately depressed people and we've still found ways to go out. If you think for one fucking second, <laughs> I didn't also go out. You're insane. insane. Um, which I desperately needed. Yeah. So same. I like sleeping in a dog bed. I get a, now I get a job at basics cafe in West Hollywood. Oh boy. 28. So I start there in January. Mm-hmm. By November, I'm stir crazy. I'm like, this can't, I, I can't. I can't keep doing this. Well, I, because I'm like, I had worked, uh, I have such, uh, I was so tired of restaurant jobs. Mm. And I was like, I finally got out of them with that personal assistant job. And now here I am in another fucking restaurant job. Ugh. This it's the taste. It's the taste. Also, because you had gone on tour already. It's, mm-hmm. it's what oh, I said. It's by the torturous. way, I start PAing here and there uh-huh. in the midst of this. I don't even know when my first PA gig was. 29. Uh, yeah. Should we give you two PA gigs? So, How many gigs would you say? So it gets up to, it gets up to like November and I'm like, I, I have to get out of here. I'm going to go to New York for a couple of weeks to just do shows oh and hang out. God. I have a free place to stay. I think I'm going on vacation to New York before I get there that like Thursday or something. My friend that I'm staying with texts me and she's like, Hey, the cafe I'm working at need somebody to bartend brunches this weekend. Do you want to do it? And this I is said, in New York yeah. folks. This is in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I go, okay, sure. So I get to New York on a Thursday. Okay. Um, God bless the owner of this place. He is since passed, right? I, I don't know if he's passed. He had a really severe stroke a handful of years ago and just was not bless with it anymore. Yeah. So I get to New York immediately start working there. So I'm like, well, f- maybe I'll stay longer than two weeks is what I'm thinking. So I'm like co- covering my shifts at the restaurant. So basic still thinks you're coming back. Basic still thinks I'm coming back. Okay. So we're at 30 jobs. I'm in, okay. I'm in New York bartending. Then our friend Dan Fountain. Mm-hmm. Hi, Dan. Is in New York. Hey, Dan. Uh, he's in New York and he is producing some kind of like Go 90 oh, I forgot about this too. thing with Mariah Carey and Katie Couric. And he's like, hey, do you want to come PA on this? So I'm like, sure. So I PA there. 31. Again, on vacation. Oh, I forgot about this too. When I was in, ugh, fuck, right after I was living in LA, I went to go visit my mom in Florida and I was so poor. I worked on, ev- for the first like 10 years of adulthood, I worked on every vacation because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to not work on vacation. Yep. So my mom was cleaning houses at the time. So I picked up shifts at the house cleaning job. 32. That was the only way I could afford to see my mom for a couple of days. 32. By the way, I was only there for like four days. So why not? Why not earn while you're supposed to be relaxing? So we're at 32. Keep going. So we're in New York. Dan gets you the job. You're also working at the the cafe. Another PA is like, oh, I'm working at a post-production house. 
maybe I can see if you can fill in for me. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now would we so count right the, now, P- the like, post-production houses? Is, is that, is that customer service? Would we count the post-production house as customer service? Yeah, okay. definitely. Sorry, go ahead. So definitely. you're like, I think I did. So we're at 33. Cause I'm like a front of the house PA. essentially. Okay. okay. So you're like, I think so, I live in New York now. Yeah. So I go in interview my former boss now, Stina, she's incredible. She looks at my resume and she's like, oh, you don't want to do this. What do you actually want to do? And I'm like, well, I'm a comic and a writer. And she's like, well, let me forward your resume to people that I know in the business that can help you with that, which uh, didn't pan out, but it was very, a very nice gesture. Still very lovely. So I fill in for this girl a couple of days and then she ends up leaving. I take over her job full time. So now what was supposed to be a vacation is me just living in New York. I still am subletting my place month to month in LA. And this, there's a guy living in my place. And I'm like, yeah, do you want it for every month? I'm like, do you want to re-up? Do you want it for another month? Do you want it for another month? And I, I'm i working at the post house Monday through Friday. Also bartending a couple of nights a week at the at the restaurant. Also bartending brunch every single Saturday and Sunday. But also for aren't seven, you performing comedy during this time too? You're also oh, performing yeah. in, L- or also in New York? Also doing stand-up. Also okay. doing mics. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, keep going. So... For the seven months that I lived in New York, I was working seven days a week. And this is seven days a week and living for free. And that was the closest I had come at that point to getting out of debt. Like I paid down a substantial amount of my debt. And then it just like, uh, hilariously, I was in New York November through June. So I missed the best months in New York, really. Um, But then it was like hard to keep up with subletting my place. So you come back and I was going to my nephew's graduation in Indiana and my friend Brandy was on the road. So like I went to the graduation, met up with Brandy, did a bunch of gigs. Came Was that Brandy Posey? Yeah. Oh, guest of the podcast. Amazing. Okay. Was with, was on the road with her, came back to LA in like June. Now basic still thinks you're coming back. No, by now I've quit since put in my office. So now I'm like, well, fuck it. I I'm a little in a little bit less debt. I don't have a job right now. I had like three grand in the bank, which to me was an absolute little fortune. It was an absolute fortune. fortune. I was like, this is so much money. I can definitely continue my life with this three grand, even though my rent is 1300 <laughs> and I have other bills, including a car payment and insurance mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. a phone bill. That's $120 a month. What's up with that Verizon? <laughs> but um, definitely you can live on $3,000 for the next year and a half. Absolutely. Totally sure. feasible. So I'm like, I'm just going to make this work. I borrow a little money from a friend. Uh, Cause by now I have a rich friend. Thank God. Um, <laughs> I borrow a little money from a friend and I try to make it work. I'm submitting in one week. I submitted something like four packets. I, I'm submitting co- constantly unwrapped by the way. So no one's reading that shit. Probably no uh, doing as many gigs as I can running out of money quickly go completely broke again and uh, end up living at my cousin's again, subletting my place finally. And I'm looking at this whole time. I'm also looking for like production jobs, but it's the problem is because I had only ever PA'd or done front of the house PA. It was hard to jump up the production ladder. Like I could have AP'd, but because, but I didn't know how to get in as an AP and um, people don't understand this hustle. Oh, it's, it's its own hustle. I didn't have the context because that's not something that I was working towards for years. And it's not like like, you can just roll up on set. You got to, you got to. Yeah. So it's like, I can only PA and PAing doesn't pay enough money to pay my bills. Or to live. So then I end up going back to basics. Mm, So we're going to, I'm just going to say 34 because you had quit before. So we're at 34. Okay. 
Oh God. Um, <laughs> you go back to basics. Now, did you have to eat shit to be able to get the job back or were they willing to, they were happy no, to have they you? They took me back uh, okay. pretty quickly, okay. which was nice. And then I made great money there. And then, um, yeah, I was there for another year. Mm-hmm. Wait, year and some change, right? Cause that would have been, yeah, I was there a year and a half. And then I was just like, I can't take this anymore. And I reached another breaking point. And that was, and that took me to last year, 2019, when I started booking my overseas tour. Cause I'm like, I just can't, I can't be here anymore. I I'm, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. I can't wait tables one more fucking day. I can't have one more person, by the way, never talk to your server. Like they're stupid. Oh, they're not stupid. People aren't waiting tables because they're stupid. People aren't stripping because they're stupid. They're not doing people aren't your Uber driver because they're yes. stupid. The, any okay? customer service job. Stop assuming that they're dumb. It's so irritating. I, that was like, the, that was the hardest part for me. Oh, you're eating yeah. shit every day, every, every fucking day. day. Yes. People talk to you like you're an idiot and they fuck things up and they get, they drink too much at the table and, and then, then they get mouthy they don't tip you. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then your manager, piles on and also talks to you like you're stupid mm-hmm. and because like, your manager is miserable and the customers yeah. are miserable and it's like it's not yeah there are lovely people in the industry and that also come and eat out we eat out there are lovely people that do it but the eating shit every day i don't know how people make a career out of it it just it's too hard no idea so i i just decide i'm like this is it i'm just gonna do something huge and it's gonna launch me out of this and i booked a two-month tour of europe uh, which after Europe, so I have a plane ticket from LA to, to London, from London to New York. I then am in New York for two months living for free and just doing stand up uh, and making contacts and like just every day hustling my fucking ass off and like trying to make something happen and like getting really close with writing jobs <sighs> and then not getting them. It's and a false start. It's exhausting. Yeah. Oh, also the summer prior, 2018, I also was. I was writing on another pilot and I thought that that was going to, I was like, this is going to, this is going to be it. And then that led to nothing. That pilot didn't get picked up. So last summer I'm in Europe for two months, followed by New York for two months. I come back to LA. My place is still sublet out. I can't afford to go back to my apartment. I am again, desperately poor. Uh, with the, with the added caveat of this time, I am in the most debt I've ever been in, in my fucking life because I was living on credit the whole time I was in New York because I'm like getting paid like 10 bucks for a gig that $10 is not a day worth of living, you know? So it's now September. I'm back here. I've submitted to the Jim Jeffrey show in August, uh, August 23rd. I just had to look this up for something the other day, August 23rd. I submitted to Jim Jeffrey show. Back in LA, September 1st, September. Are you able to move back into your apartment September 1st? Does that happen? So you're no longer sublet? Nope. I'm staying, crashing in my friend Nicole's place. And Nicole, I was very, 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 very lucky with my timing because Nicole's roommate had just moved out. And because she didn't have somebody to take her place, had paid ahead two, two months of rent on the second bedroom. Also because she could, because she's created a few TV shows and she's a TV writer. So for her, throwing it was a no grand yeah. no towards sc- rent to give Nicole peace of mind was nothing. So And I, very benevolent because she didn't have to do that. So that was still kind. Benevolent. Yeah. And Nicole and I both benefited off of that. Like yeah. Nicole had peace of mind and I had a free place to stay for a couple of months. Wow. So I get back September 1st. I'm living with her. I'm still writing packets because I haven't heard anything. And then September 9th, I get... I get an interview for Jim Jeffrey show. Uh, it's my first 
my first interview that's not a restaurant interview. So I don't oh. know how to even put, where do you put your hands? Oh. You're like, I mean, mm. well, like I, I guess I had that PA interview, but that was like, that's I was so different regardless. Yeah. So in the interview, I literally say, I'm like, I don't have questions. I know that's like an interview thing you're supposed to have. I don't know what questions to ask. I'm just like super forward with them. Initially don't get the job. Somebody else gets the job. Uh, and I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm this, I'm this close. I am 30 grand in debt. I had less than $40 in the bank. Uh, I'm like, I'm not living in my apartment right now. uh, I'm like, this is as bad as it is supplying me with, with toiletries and buying me lunch here and there. And I'm like, I I don't even know what to do. My parents don't have money I can borrow. So, so that was the ninth. The other person they hire ends up not liking it quits the 19th. They send me an offer. So 10 days later, they send me an offer and I just, I, oh, I, I was, I like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is the, the most insane thing ever. And then I started the following Monday and it took me because the payments also delayed, by the oh. way, you don't get paid like that Friday. You get paid two weeks later. It took me till the end of my tenure there until nine weeks in to be in like a healthy money pattern to like catch up with all of my bills. It took like making can I say, can I say you it? can, you, you oh, can, I'm like, I don't care. No, if like, you don't care, say I'm it. So it's I'm public so info anyway, but. but like I was so broke that it took nine weeks of making four grand a week for me to even be current on my bills. Jesus. Like that's how that's not even debt free. I was in. That's not debt free. That's current on bills. No, that's, those are different things. Good God. Which is, I'm still in debt. I mean, cause I haven't had a full-time job since then. And like, it's a much more manageable amount of debt. It's Sure. the least amount of debt I've been in in a fucking decade, but I'm still in debt because it's like, you don't just magically get to pay everything off. Cause you also have to live. Well, you all, yeah. And you also have to be worried about what happens in the lean times and you couldn't have predicted COVID that shut down no. most jobs. Okay. Yeah. So the final answer for this question was 34. You are by, by far, you've had the most customer service jobs of any guests we've had. I say that every time somebody passes like 17, cause we had somebody that had 20, uh, you blow that out of the water. So, okay, great. Of all of the customer service jobs, don't say comedy. Cause we already know what's your favorite. Oh, what's my favorite of the customer service jobs. You know, I would, it's a toss up. Not to like compliment corporations, but Morton's was a hell of a company to work for. They're incredible. They offer health insurance. They got us free tickets to concerts. They, at least the location I worked at, they treated us really well. I loved, if we're counting the the front of the house PA job, I fucking loved working at that post house. That was my favorite job. That was my, and you know what? Actually, when I went to visit New York before I had Jim Jeffrey's show, not last summer, but maybe like last January or something. I went to New York on vacation for a week and I picked up a couple of shifts because the front door girl or the front desk girl like had a doctor's appointment or something. So I just filled in for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still would today because I, I love that those bosses so much and I love that company so much. And it's, they're also it very pro women, right? They were, they were they're very pro women and it doesn't feel, they don't talk to you like you're stupid mm. and you're dealing with people that are shooting commercials and shooting the, like a, they do post for a lot of comedy shows Mm. and you know, so you're seeing people in your world and it's really, and it's, it's not hard. And you know, they gave me the space to learn, you know, it it, it was, it was really nice. It was really, I liked that a lot. Okay. What was your least favorite of all of those jobs? 
Other customer oh, service jobs, not all your jobs, just customer service. Oh man, it's hard to say because so many of them were hard rock really sticks out. And I think that was a combination of like it being not a great time in my life and it also being such an ass busting job. I mean, that was, we worked, I don't think I've worked so hard because they would also do this shit for somebody, for people that are unfamiliar. Hard rock is two floors, two stories. And to save money, they would not have an upstairs kitchen staff, but they would open the upstairs. So you would have a shift where you have your whole entire section is giant parties that are on a second floor and you're carrying all these heavy plates up and down the stairs. And all of the supplies are downstairs. All of the soda machines, the bar is downstairs. Like there's nothing going on upstairs. There might be like salad dressing upstairs, but that's it. And everything else you're running around this humongous restaurant for. Well, and I also think, yes, that that in and of itself is a nightmare that actually that location has since closed. It's no longer a hard rock, which is a bummer, but it's still uh, haunted, though. Still for sure haunted. I've worked. That's so funny. I've worked in several haunted places. But the the other piece of that job that uh, some people have hinted at, but never directly said, you're also a salesperson, not just of the upgrade, get pineapple on your burger, get cheese on your fries. But you also have to deal with the rock shop there, which is part of their model. I mm-hmm. get it. I don't begrudge them to try and make money. But I was just a hostess there and we would have to sell people t-shirts whilst they were waiting for their tables. And that was the expectation. So it was like, it wasn't just a throwaway restaurant job. expectation and that's your, your schedule depends on it. And Correct. it's like your schedule's made by sales. So it's like, if you don't guilt somebody into buying a $30 t-shirt that they don't fucking want, then you don't get to work Saturday. Then you can't pay your rent. And yes. it's like, it's lorded over I, you too. I still have guilt because it's like, you would have families come in there where, you know, they're like, it's where, you know, and I think coming from poverty, like you see a family that's in you there, can smell your this own. is their, this yep. is their one big event of the year of the decade going, potentially is going yeah. on to out to it's going eat like to this. universal and then yep. eating at hard rock. And yep. you're They've like, been do you saving add mushrooms to that? Do you want to add avocado? And you nickel and dime the fuck out of them. And I, and then they get their check and they're like $30 for a burger. And you're like, well, tough shit. And it's like, I don't, I, I, always felt horrible but yeah. I'm also like what the fuck am I supposed to do yeah. I also if I don't sell you this shit I don't get to live it's such but a like, catch-22 and especially because uh, to your point your schedule was dependent upon that but also mm-hmm. what in a gross feeling because as the customer especially because you can also tell if people regularly go out to eat and spend a lot of money and when they don't when they don't, they don't realize that, you know, that extra mushroom, that extra avocado, that extra whatever is going to cost money. And it's done so seamlessly of, oh, do you mm-hmm. want to just make that a double? Do you want to just add this? And and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you regularly go out, you get wise to that. And you're like, no, calm down. I know you're going to free pour in the back. So no, I'm not going to double. There's a difference between, and I, it was like you're saying, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, go, 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 go. It's like purposely manipulative yes. where you say, would you like that in a souvenir glass and not would you like to purchase a souvenir glass? Right. Which is different language altogether. And it sells it differently mm-hmm. and it's more honest, but it just, yeah. But then again, but the, it doesn't sell as much. Right. And Cause it's honest. You it, the proof that most people didn't even understand that they were buying a glass is most people would leave it behind because Ooh. they thought it was restaurant. Oh, I didn't know that. They're reselling the same glass over and over again. That's so mm-hmm. gross. I did not realize Rob that. Them. Rob them. I, like, I, mean, I would tell people when they come in, I'd be like, do you want 
something from here? Take it. Just take, <laughs> do you want a chair? I'll help you move it to your car. Are you joking? Take like, all those napkins. <laughs> take it. Take everything you can. Yeah. I, 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 that's, that's such a, I mean, it's the way that capitalism works, whatever. And yeah, you could argue maybe those people should have been wiser knowing that they were going mm-hmm. to a hotbed it's in the middle of the most. Ex- yes. And it's, and it, again, it's like if they've saved up for 10 years to take this family trip, you know, they're going to be disappointed, but that's, oh, it's gross. I wouldn't have liked that either. Okay. What's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do whilst on the clock? <laughs> She's like, pick your poison. Listen, I can't even, I can't. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, We've gotten a lot of crazy answers on this one. I don't know. The thing that always sticks out, and I think because it feels so insulting and degrading, is the day after I asked for a raise at my personal assistant job and did not get it, that oh, I didn't get the raise I asked for. I got a very small raise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day after uh, I was denied. By the way, when I asked for a raise, don't ever do this to somebody either. I was repeatedly asked, I just don't understand. What are you spending your money on? What do you need this raise for? Not your Fuck business, you. bitch. Go to go straight to hell. Eat my um, entire especially ass. Especially when you're a multimillionaire. Multi, uh, multi-millionaire. With three homes in Beverly Hills. I'm not no. we're not saying their name. I mean, they had they had a home, but didn't they weren't they I don't I don't hate them, but I'm I'm I don't appreciate how I was treated at certain points. The day after I asked for that raise, I walk in the door to start work and my boss hands me a bag of literal shit, a bag of shit. And she's like, I need you to run this to the doctor. This is my kid's stool sample. You couldn't take you yourself. You, you, you couldn't take that. Okay. You couldn't take, couldn't do that when you had, when you drove into town to take your kid to school this morning, you didn't drop that off. Couldn't do it. You couldn't be bothered. You know, you, it felt very deliberate. Like, Oh, you want mm-hmm. a raise? Here yep. you go, you bitch. That's what it felt like. Which is even if that weren't the intention it or the message, do, yeah. it, it may mm-hmm. not have been, but because you were so belittled and cut down repeatedly and spoken to in a way, like, what are you spending your money on? Of mm-hmm. course that then feels deliberate. That's, that's Absolutely. the structural foundation they've laid down in the communication. I mm-hmm. wish people understood that too. Um, so that's the, that's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do. That's fair. Probably. I mean, that's, I, I, I don't, I mean, I also moved that family's entire house and that's I not was, weird though. uh, yeah, that's not weird. That's no. not, strange. it's not, I mean, that's, you were the house manager. That makes sense. Oh, I was asked to un, untie, uh, she had, she got really into crystals at one point and she had some <laughs> tied to her underwear. Lisa. Undo the knot. So she asked me to untie nope. the knot and nope. the crystals that were tied to her underwear. Nope. Hardcore. No. Okay. That, that, that wins. So bag of shit or crystal undies. I don't know. We're, we're tied. Okay. I would agree with that. Uh, what's an incident that made them ask to speak with your manager? And I added to this and I know you have a lot of these, so we'll take our time and list them all is what I added. I've never said that on the podcast before, but I know then, uh, you, you, you sometimes, you know, can say some things. So let let them know. I don't know. I, I think people were mostly too scared to ask for the manager by the time I made a comment. Um, Lisa has this energy shift that when she's going to be mad at you, a part of you, even as her friend, part of you wonders if you will survive the experience. No bullshit. And so you walk this fine line of, do I push this or do I not? And if one time I was, Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. One time I went to this table and I'm surprised I didn't get complaints constantly. Uh, Me too. Uh, I'm actually, I had to add more to this question. I'm shocked. One time I went to this table and there's five guys there and four of them had ordered pasta and one orders a burger, right? This is at Hard Rock. (laughs) The plates are goddamn heavy. So I go over and I have like four plates of pasta. I don't have the burger. (laughs) 
<laughs> means four grown men or five grown men. And I'm like, all right, guys, who's got the blackened chicken pasta? And this guy goes, oh, oh, and like raises his hand. He goes, oh, I have the burger. And I go, all right, well, when that burger comes out, you just raise your little hand as high as you can. And I was like, <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> oh. It is my favorite thing to say the thing in the shitty way that can't get you fired because what could he say? My server told me to wait for the burger that was still going to come out or that they could raise like you couldn't get fired. Oh, it's my favorite when that biting wit stuff can happen. I live for those moments. One time I was busting this table. It was like a big table of teenagers, which is like the worst nightmare. Uh, The only thing worse than that is a bachelorette party. Kill yourself. (laughs) Um, And I fucking have arms full of I'm picking up dirty dishes from the table. Right. I turn to go back to the dish room. I start walking in the dish room and this guy, this kid goes, Oh, Hey, Hey. And is holding up his plate. He's like, mine's dirty too. And I go, Oh, okay. Okay. And I come over to him and I squat down. I go, just balance it on my head. Okay. And he's like, Oh, I guess I'll wait. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're going to fucking wait. You dumbass. You're going to wait. <laughs> oh, I just love it's biting. I mean, you couldn't, you know, All the meanest shit I ever said was at hard rock for sure. Well, you were over, oh, you left before here's you were the over. weirdest thing that's ever happened. I had a table one time that had God bless them. They started with dessert, had pasta, and then went back to a second round of dessert. Um, I mean, live your like, life. How are you? A, how are you alive? Hashtag right live now. your life. Don't don't talk shit about them. And like, those are goals. Paper napkins like crumbled up on the table. So I just oh. grab all the napkins and I'm, I just grab all of them, throw them away. I come back and this old woman is like wailing and she's like, my teeth, my teeth. And I'm like, excuse me. You threw away her teeth. She had put her teeth in a fucking crumbled up napkin. I'm well, sorry. Well, she put, she put it into the water glass. What did you want her to do with it? Them in, we had to go through the trash. <laughs> no. And because it was false teeth. They're so expensive. They are. I refused. I was like, that can be the manager's job. That, that can be something you do. And I just, I just pretend I was like, I'm so busy. I don't have time to look through the trash. I will find, I will pick up more tables. I will work at another restaurant during this shift so that I don't have to look through the trash. <laughs> um, okay, that well, went. the manager searched through the trash and found her goddamn teeth. Did oh, they find wait, Do you have selling roses on there? No, you, you never said it. On that. You didn't say it. When I was working at the nightclub, back up. So I'm 17. Wait, I'm working 35, 35. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm working in a nightclub. There's a girl that comes in is selling roses. Now it's not like you see in Los Angeles. It's a white lady because there's no Mexican people in Indiana. Cause they're um, smarter than that. So they know it's a shit state. Which is hilarious. Cause now when I see rose people here now, I just give them money. I'm like, I don't want a rose. Here's $10. Yeah. Like, I would do that please. too. Every time I'm like, I just, you just need, I know you need money. Cause otherwise you wouldn't be doing this. Hello. So, Oh, I forgot another job I had too. God bless. So I, she, this woman was selling roses and I was like, how do you get to do that? And she's like, Oh, I own the company. Do you want to do this? And I was like, sure the only reason i wanted to do it guys is because i was underage and i'm like i have access to this nightclub that bitch has access to every nightclub so (laughs) (laughs) i started selling roses as a way to get into nightclubs and then what happened was i'm like 17 18 at the time dressing like a a full hoe uh (laughs) and don't hoe shame i'm in indiana people because i'm working for this rose business the security at the clubs and bars that I'm going to assume I'm 21. I'm not. And then I, uh, on my days off, I would just go to the fucking bar and they'd be like, Oh, Hey, what's up, Lisa? Because they had seen me selling roses there. So they, they, they think there's no reason to fucking card me. Amazing. Um, a great scam. A great scam. Um, what's the other job you just thought of? 
Oh, the other job, when I first moved here, that Rose girl hooked me up with another Rose girl here who was also an actress. And so she, she had her own Rose business. So I sold roses for her, but I was her personal assistant. That was my other first job. 37. So 37 is a nice, nice, uneven 37. Great. There's okay. probably another one I'm forgetting. I'm sure there is. I'm not going to even edit it in the right order. I'm just going to let it pepper in whenever it happens because I'm sure that happens again. Okay. So, uh, what was the last straw that got you out of any of the customers, various customer service jobs? Was there, besides, we heard the marmalade story, but was there another incident where you were like, this, this job can suck every part of my body? In the worst way. Um, unfortunately, I have a really high threshold for being treated yep, like shit. Same. So, so it wasn't, it was just like, I had reached this vague, in my mind, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I have to find a way out of this. Yeah. And there wasn't like one incident. It was just like just, a barrage of incidents, yeah, you know. Generally I also over. knew I was going to get fired from Hard Rock, which is why I quit. Because there was a new manager and he did not like my attitude, if you can believe it. Um, what? And an old manager I was friends with, knowing I collect postcards, uh, mail me something, uh, sent me a postcard that said, Danny's going to fire you next week. Put in your two weeks. <laughs> Ralph's a good dude. That's a good dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's, that's just a nice, that's just a nice thing to do. Anyway. Um, have you, I added this question for you too. Have you ever told a customer to fuck off? Oh yeah. Okay, I mean, maybe not directly. I've definitely gone over to tables when I worked at basics. I also started to get away with a lot. Correct. You, know, you got away with, I would have yeah. fired you so fast from there. <laughs> so many times. There was a table full of British people that had come in like three days in a row and had not tipped at all. And finally I went over and I was like, Hey guys, um, like as they sat down, I was like, I just want to make one thing clear. Um, here in America, we tip (laughs) and you guys haven't been tipping and it is what it is, but you, you need to tip now. And they were like, Oh yeah, we know that. And I'm like, okay. Cause yesterday you left nothing. And the day before you left nothing. And like, that's, so I end up paying for you to eat here and that's not, a workable situation for me. So I just need to make sure, for you, girl. you know, and they were like, Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And then they left me nothing. And, but they said they were leaving the next day. So guess who changed the fucking math on their credit card bill? I did. Cause fuck you guys. You're leaving me $20. Woo-hoo. And did they ever discover it? Not, who knows? Not to, my not to your knowledge. I okay. mean, by the time, well, and it's going to show up on their credit card statement. It's just going to say pounds. like basics cafe or pound, yeah. play corp or whatever. And it's just going to be in pounds. You don't know. It doesn't break it down by tip. <laughs> oh, that's such a bold claim. All right. That's on the record, girl. Um, have you told an, yeah, any other? Them. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Any other have customers told you told the fuck off? Anybody? Oh, else? God. Oh, one of my favorite stories when I worked at Hard Rock. This is going to be a four part podcast. I'm going to have to. You're going to be a whole month. Can you hold on for one? Yeah. Can we yeah, pause? yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna pause. a while you have to stop Luna it's actually not acceptable (laughs) oh podcasting in quarantine (laughs) I need I need Rogan fuck you money so I can just have a studio right (laughs) 